This podcast is brought to you by listeners on Patreon. Thanks to Mario and Hedwig for being the worst. Hello and welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Pencil. Paper. And today's Probably Bad RPG idea is... You know your favourite novelty silly song? Congratulations, that's your PC's new backstory. So... Yes, the list of I think this is one that I posted a while ago. Um, specifically thinking about songs like Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, which like, you know, fairly straightforward, I want to get revenge on Santa kind of backstory. Reindeers. But then I was thinking about like, itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. (laughs) Can this become a backstory somehow? Um... If hmm, so your character. It does state that the woman is afraid to get out of the water. That's something. Your character has a cursed bikini that renders them unable to leave water, and they need to lift the curse and to go on adventures. They're carried around in a bucket, um, Davy Jones locker style. You did it. You made the song I thought least likely into a backstory. This is this is why we are the RPG geniuses. What, what, what is um, your favourite novelty silly song? Is my favourite novelty silly song? Possibly I I've got a lovely pair of coconuts. Which I feel should be interpreted entirely literally if you're doing it as a backstory. This is my pair of coconuts, and I have entered powerful magic to protect them. When you say that, but my current fate character is a former stripper. Combine the two former stripper with who's uh, dedicated their life to protecting their coconuts. That's sort of one that I think would be very good for a ranger. Hmm. I lost my hamster on the underground. (laughs) Must go on a quest to the Underdark to rescue my animal companion, who is a hamster. I love hamster animal companion. I feel it possibly works even better if you're a paladin and the hamster is your mount. Are we talking about a particularly small, like a pixie paladin? Or just riding around in full armour on a capybara, which as we all know is just a giant hamster. Both both are good, but I was picturing Paladin on full armour, like stood on a hamster who just lifts them up and runs forward, carrying them by the foot. So with the proportional strength of an ant. Yes, it's a really strong hamster. What about like an yeah, army uh, in- of them and it's just like a carpet? Come to me, my mighty steed, and then you just fall over backwards as hamsters run out, grab you, and carry you along the floor. 
I feel we're getting a pretty good party together here. Pasta's mouth is just a bag of holding. <laughs> the paladin climbs in the hamster, in the hamster's mouth. And then the hamster just runs forward with the paladin in their cheek pouches and coughs them up again when they reach the place. I feel like we're getting into niche porn territory. <laughs> Everything you do is niche porn somewhere on the internet. Okay, so we've got revenge mission against Santa. We've got a pair of hamster paladins. We've got the bikini person. Who I'm not sure what class they would be. Bikini. <laughs> Bikini. <laughs> That's their class. Like now we just need a laughing now we just need a laughing gnome and we're ready to go on an adventure. Like the laughing gnome is maybe the antagonist. Some mm. sort of powerful trickster. Just David Bowie was a gnome. I mean, David Bowie did play a powerful trickster in one of my favourite films. Yeah. I feel Labyrinth would be improved if all of these characters showed up. I, for one, plan to play a hamster-based ranger in my next campaign. Like... A hamster-based ranger, what I'm assuming is that they use the hamster as, like, an arrow, so they put in a bow and fire it at their enemies. You know who the enemy is? A one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people-eater. <laughs> I feel would be pretty easy in D&D, because it's just a purple dragon yeah. with one eye. Like, that's going to be my new character, and I don't care if the um, GM says that's not a thing. Um, so I think, yes, yeah, so we've created a party, which I'm pretty sure that's what this podcast is about, uh, us coming up with character ideas. Well, we've got a party, we've got an enemy. Hmm. Might I suggest that we start... You know, the normal things in a tavern, I'm thinking more some sort of nightclub, big event, some sort of monster mash. I I already love this. You think the vampires and everything are going to be the antagonists, but no, it is David Bowie. No, I feel like the real antagonist of... The Monster Mash is Bobby Pickett. Because, like, why is he spying on all these people? What is he up to? There's a World of Darkness game in there somewhere. Yes, and I want to play it. Hmm. All the various supernatural races have got together for their first, like, conference, but also it's a dance party for some reason, and they need to stop the human who's spying well, on them. the dance party's in the evening, you know, you need to wind down after a long day of discuss <laughs> discussing monstrous affairs. Would Vampire the Masquerade be improved if it was always set in a nightclub playing the Monster Mash? Because I would say yes. I think anything could be improved by the song Monster Mash. <laughs> Hmm. 
But yes, in the world of darkness, if you play the monster mash, any supernatural creatures are required to reveal themselves by yelling whatever happened to my Transylvania twist. It's a trick not many hunters know, but it is useful. Transylvania twist in this context, presumably being the MacGuffin. Yeah. It's a, a sacred record. <laughs> Dracula, Dracula's very first Transylvania twist has gone missing, and you must find it. Twist. It was stolen by his son, who's just really embarrassed by all the dad dancing. Just make it stop. <laughs> I think what we've done here is we've made a Hotel Transylvania RPG. Um, yeah, Hotel Transylvania slaps. I've never actually seen it. But there you go. That's our controversial opinion of the day. But yes, World of Darkness, but it's Hotel Transylvania meets the Monster Mash. I think that's a pro probably a good time to move on to questions. <laughs> Yes, uh, our first question is anonymous. Have you got any advice on dealing with a murder hobo fellow player? One of the people in my party is getting very destructive. None of the players have said anything yet, and I'm worried I'm going to, it's going to be left to my character to rein them in, because my last M last PC was the responsible mum friend type. But I don't want to be typecast as that in our game. Have you considered leaning into it? Out murder hobo them. <laughs> thing is, if you just keep escalating it, like, you know, they kill a shopkeeper, you kill a child, they they kill an informant, you raise a village, eventually they're going to become the responsible mum friend who's just like, what hmm. are you doing? But yeah, just, just keep a track of how many people they stab, and stab twice that many next session. The other option is, of course, the Monty Python approach, where they just get arrested. Have <laughs> you considered turning your fellow player into the police? Yeah, just just call the police. Like they're like, okay, I stab, I stab this shopkeeper. Like you just stand outside, and, like call the guard to come sort it out. I remember you told me about this happening in a game you were in. But yeah, um, sadly it didn't work. But yeah, in our game, we were investigating a nefarious, a nefarious evil conspiracy. And we did come up with a plan of what if we just report them for tax fraud? Because they weren't like, you know, reporting all of the income from their nefarious criminal schemes. Uh, the GM said no on the grounds that she didn't want to plan out... Um, a long trial about the technicalities of tax law for some reason. So he had an epic fight instead. But I still feel we should have arrested them for tax fraud. I mean, we did have, in one of our games, we had a filler session where one of the player characters did get arrested and the rest of the party were their legal team. <laughs> so, like, it can be done. 
Yeah, I feel more. I feel more like players should just go to prison. I meant player characters there, but possibly more players. Either too. or, really. So yeah, basically, your options are either murder a load of people or call the police or talk to them out of character. But that's a boring option. Why being a murder hobo just like out of character? Like they stab someone in the game, you throw a chair through the window. I mean, that does fit my advice of escalation. Yeah, just just escalate it even more. They they kill like they kill a helpful shopkeeper in the game. You kill a helpful shopkeeper in real life. This will also hopefully cross over with the one where you go to prison too. So we consider just killing them. <laughs> Ultimate escalation. Well, now we've just recommended murder. Next question. Hi, I'm Hazel, and I make a podcast with Liz called Bread and Thread, which you might enjoy if you are a fan of food or clothes or other interesting parts of domestic history. We find out interesting facts about things like regional foods, ancient breeds of sheep, um, pretty much anything domestic history. So if you'd like to know why it's illegal to import a sheep into Iceland, and what was presented by Queen Victoria to Harriet Tubman, then you might want to check out Bread and Thread. Find us at Bread and Thread on Twitter, or find us everywhere podcasts exist. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to see a tripe monster? Do you want to know what happens when you compress an egg? We don't have these answers. Or that. Do you want to truly understand the tripe monster from space? Do you want to know what happens when you compress an egg? We don't have the answers to these questions, but we do have a podcast about bad and weird films. Pod 9 from Outer Space. Starring me, Nick, and Liz. Who is not me. The next question comes from um, Pomerania. Thought of a really cool magic item to give one of the PCs in my campaign. However, just recently that cam that character's player mentioned the kind of thing they'd want, which is totally different from what I had in mind. Any advice? Bad ideas only. I'm frankly offended, Pomerania, that you would suggest we would give good advice. That was a one-off. So what you do is you get the thing that they want and you put it in front of them and they're like, oh, wow, I've got this this um, ring of fireball or whatever it is. And then a troll just walks in, smashes it in half, gives them the item you want and tells them that they're fucking using this from now on and then leaves. Have you considered treating it like the marshmallow experiment? You put the magic item you want to give them in front of them and say... If you don't use this for a whole session, I'll let you have the one that you wanted. And we all know that players cannot resist using a new magic item, however little it fits what's going on. So then you're in the clear. 
Dot's taped the two magical items together and combined them into one awesomer magical item. So would they have to always happen at the same time? Like if yeah. you if you tape it's a deck your... of many things to a ring of fireball, every time you use the the spell, you also have to draw a card. Yeah, it's like you combine a summon monster with a touch of death, so it summons the monster and then immediately kills it. It's really useful for causing existential crises. Combine a headband of intellect with a cloud of daggers so that you can be an absolute genius as long as you stand perfectly still. Combine enlarge an uh, like ring of enlarged person with a ring of shrink person so you have a ring that magically transforms you into someone the same size as you are. Another option is you give you give them what they want, but you give a second cooler item to a different player character and just see if they wanna swap. Or you give them the cool the cool item and you give what they want to another player character. And then they have to negotiate in game in order to get what they want. Penalizing just yeah, you just give them the item they want, but describe it as really shitty and give everyone else cooler magic items. Well, yeah, if what they want is uncommon, give everyone else something rare. Everyone else gets a world-ending art. This is what you get for being picky. Give them the item you want in game, but the item they want in real life. Maybe a little difficult to pull off, but they did specifically ask for bad ideas. Like you know, if you have mad, if you have like a helm of intellect in real life, you might as well use it. I, like a, I assume most people do. I feel like like a headband of intellect in real life is just like a Google Glass because you can just put it on and look shit up and pretend to be smart. This, this episode isn't sponsored, but if Google wants to give us money, you know, we won't complain. That's even still a thing. It felt like they were a thing for like a month. I don't know what's happening anymore. I've not left the house in like months. For all I know, America's sunken under the waves. I think so. Our final question is from Dolph. Friend of the show, she Dolph. Mm. Uh, how would you hide a giraffe from the government? I think the easiest way to hide a giraffe from the government, assuming you're in a city, is paint it grey and use it uh, and disguise it as like a phone phone pole. Stick some electrical things on its head. If you add a light bulb in its mouth, it can actually function as a lamppost. Yeah. And then everyone walks around like, oh, that's just your normal four-legged lamppost that occasionally screams. It's going to be really useful, though. Like, all those dark alleys. 
Just bring a lamppost with you. If you ride the giraffe when it's when it's got the lamppost in its mouth, the alternative way, of course, is you put on glasses and call it Clark Kent, and everyone would just assume it's a normal reporter. What if you just subtly change its patterning to some brown paint or something? Say, like, this is not the giraffe you're looking for. Because presumably you're hiding this giraffe because it's some sort of fugitive. So you just yeah, disguise it as a different giraffe. This is this is one of those legal giraffes. Or paint it brown and it's just a long horse. That's a pretty long horse. Don't judge my horse. I, I was saying it as a compliment. I love a long horse. Well, hey. Get one of those like green clown wigs and just stick it on top after you've painted it brown and suddenly it's just a weird tree. I was thinking you were going to say, here's my long clown. Paint it white. Paint it white and put a clown wig on its head. And instead of a... You don't even have to paint the whole giraffe, just its face. Yeah, and instead of a instead of a giraffe, it's like oh, that's not a giraffe. That's just a terrifying giant clown. All clouds are terrifying. But would they be more terrifying if they were secretly giraffes? You could go for an underground approach. Just go, take it through the sewers and occasionally have it just pop its head through a manhole cover, like a periscope, to make sure you're going the right way. And this works really well if you combine it with the clown approach, because then you're doing a really fucked up It remake. Where Pennywise is a secret underground giraffe. As opposed to a regular It, which is perfectly yeah, you unfucked know, up and, and safe for children. Yeah. A wholesome story about a friendly clown who is dealing with this town's um, extreme child problem. I, I don't understand why anyone... an exterminator? Is he pest control? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, oh no, our town has too many children. Let's call in Pennywise. We've advocated murder so many times on this episode. We've, we've had a sacrilege episode. Why not have a murder episode? <laughs> But yes, uh, I hope that helps you hide your giraffe, Dolph. Um, uh, I think... So, if you have a question, whether it's RPG-related or you just want to ask us what the fuck, um, you can message us on Tumblr at probablybadrpgideas or email probablybadpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash probablybadrpgideas um, where you can get access to the Probably Bad server and homebrew content and bonus episodes. Um, you can also find us on various social media or at pencilpaper.org where you can find all of the Pencil Paper podcasts.
if you don't if you don't have money, you can still you can still be nice to us if you really want by leaving us a rating or a review. And remember, and remember to have, to have a probably, probably bad, bad day. day.